0: Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday. It's 9 a.m. and the pet experts are in the building. This is the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320 WILS.com. Now,
1: here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick. Lee Cohen, it's always nice to have you sitting next to me here. Hey, you know, it's been fun for a lot of years, and it continues to be. And the good news is, Rick, that we can talk to the same people who've been doing the same job for a period of years— And yet every time we talk to them, it's a different conversation, we never know where it's going to end up, and it's always interesting. Uh, Today will be no exception, my friend. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I really love about what we do, because the truth is, there are just so many stories that are out there related to animals that I think interest people. And today is going to be essentially more of that, because... We're going to talk today with the director of Ingham County Animal Control. Now, in the past, when they were just the dog catchers, Hmm. I don't think people would have been all that interested other than to know how many of the dogs are you catching and are you getting rid of them?
0: Yeah. uh, No, um, uh, Heidi Williams will be our guest, and uh, she's been... There for a few years. um, She got there when COVID started. Yeah, there you go. Nothing like introducing yourself (laughs) to a a whole new world. Yeah. Uh, But but she's done a really great job. Uh, And what's interesting is she's come from law enforcement uh, to get this job. But she really seems to have the most important element. And that's just a a heart and a kind thought of not only animals – and the animals for whom she serves, uh, which is great. Without that, nothing good happens. But also for the humans that are around her, that uh, you know, and that she connects with. You know, the reality is, is that's what it takes for Ingham County Animal Control to really move forward. Because if you don't have either of those dimensions, or even one of those dimensions.
1: You know things kind of go south pretty quickly. Well, there's no question about it, and I mean Heidi herself will admit that I'm I'm extra. She was she was saying to me uh, off the air that uh, you know when it comes to the health care, I think my dog gets better than me. I think when it comes to eating, the dog eats better than me. <laughs> I and mean, she was talking about the fact that the degree to which she spoils her animals, and she wants animals to live long happy, fruitful lives because she recognizes that you know what happens to the people who have animals like that mm. They end up having a similar outlook on life sure. and a similar attitude and the joy is shared by both ends of the human animal bond and that's that's a great attitude.
0: No, that's really really good. Um, you know the, the, the care for humans can't be underestimated as far as the value and the importance of that and pets are in and of themselves important, but they also tend to be a good, um, you know, learning curve opportunity, you know, whether it's teaching a young child, you know, that's, let's say, a year, a year and a half old, on how to gently pet a dog or care for an animal or, and to witness that gentle, kind touch, so that the child actually understands and empathizes and kind of gets it, you know, we we all are leaders in that type of like how do how does our society move forward and what steps can we take? And pet keeping is no exception. You know, we need to emanate from ourselves the joy, the compassion and the understanding and the patience that it takes to be a good pet
1: owner. Right. Well, and it sounds like you've had some experience with that <laughs> when it comes to it. I,
0: I have my granddaughter <laughs> and uh you know, you start them out with little stuffed animals. Right. And they can kind of pinch and pull and grab at that, and they should, you know. Uh, but then it's kind of slowly getting them into understanding how to be more gem- gentle. Right. The difference between a living animal that jumps around the bed and takes off right. and the animal that just sits there and. And is stuffed and and doesn't have an opportunity. But you know, it's so interesting to see a young child how they how they switch and and turn into a compassionate, comparing individual uh, just through just simple steps like that. Working with even stuffed animals, and you know, get them interested in holding them, and gently touching them, and caring for them. And now we go full circle, and we're working with adult people, and adult caretakers like Heidi, you know, and how does she work with this adult population at getting them to be compassionate, caring, helpful members of our society?
1: Well, I think that's probably a pretty tough job, but Heidi's really been up to doing it. As to your granddaughter, when she's probably 18 pounds and the dog she's with is 180, <laughs> <I think laughs> she, that probably... she teaches
0: at a g- g- great... Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, my daughter's had a, a couple tail whippings from the Great Dane, but
1: uh, uh, not to be harmed. Well, that's good to hear. But we will talk this morning with Heidi Williams, the director of Ingham County Animal Control, right here on... Thirteen twenty WILS. It's the Mid Michigan
2: Pet Expert
1: Talk Show with Rick Cruz and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and Rick, we have with us on the line a returning guest, one of the people who is a go-to person, usually at least once or twice a year, because. You know, things are always changing and things are always, well, what do I say it? The action when it comes to animals takes place a lot of times at the Ingham County Animal Control. And Heidi Williams is usually the lady who's got her thumb right on that situation. So welcome back to the show, Heidi. Heidi. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, hi. What is going on at Ingham County Animal Control? I'm sure life is just very peaceful. You're just sitting around <laughs> looking for things to do and waiting for people to call with the occasional yep. issue, right?
2: Absolutely. Spent a lot of time sitting in my office with my feet up, eating bonbons, drinking <laughs> coffee. Yep, it's just the good government gig. Um, no, we've been uh, we've been busy. So. Um, I think the last time I talked to you, we were getting ready to pass the millage. The millage passed, um, so it allowed us to hire um, three more staff members. So we're super excited. That brings our full-time staff up to 30. Um, So we have uh, made conditional job offers to an additional animal control officer, a veterinarian, and another vet assistant. Um, So we are really excited for what 2023 is going to bring for us. Um, This millage is really going to be pivotal in allowing us to fund and provide free TNR services to Ingham County residents. Something that I've been passionate about for years and really felt like as a, the leading animal welfare organization in Ingham County we needed to, to be able to provide. So we're going to, and um, we're still working out all the details. We're going to let our vet get in and get her feet wet and shelter medicine for a little bit before we throw a bunch of cash at her to stay in neuter. But, um, but yeah, we're really excited. We hope to have that program up and running by the 1st of March.
1: Wow, that's really great progress. Uh, yeah. Tell me what the, your secret is, because everywhere else you look, people are saying, darn it, I need more help, and I just <laughs> can't find anybody. So what is yeah. your magic touch that allows you to actually fill positions? Yeah,
2: you know, I don't know, and and if I ever figure it out, I'll bottle it and sell it on the internet, but... um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, you know, a big part of it is the amount of community support we have, um, the support from the Board of Commissioners and um, county leadership in allowing us to fill these positions and listening to me when I say we need help. Um, I really can't say, you know, enough about how supportive um, the commissioners and, board and leadership is at the county. And then, honestly, it's just a great place to work. We've just got an awesome team of people. Um, there's very little internal conflict, which in, in – in um, organizations these days seems to be a little bit rare. But um, I think word gets around that we're a pretty healthy organization to work for and and everybody's of like mind and we're all on the same page with our mission. And um, yeah, it's it's just, it's a really, really great place to work. Um, For the veterinarians, because there is a national veterinarian shortage. Um, I think the last statistic I read from the AVMA was something like there were 18 open positions for every one applicant um so the fact that we were actually able to recruit a veterinarian i'm i'm pretty happy with but part of that was our am County animal shelter fund which is a 501c3 um that helps raise money for the shelter they've donated a hundred thousand um, dollars so that we can uh pay each veterinarian a fifty thousand dollar recruitment and retention bonus um wow. so our our government salaries Um, really can't compete with the market in private practice these days. Um, But what we can offer is loan repayment um, through the government. You work for the government for 10 years, and and you get your loans repaid or a a big portion of them. Um, Obviously, we still have pensions. We have great benefits. So there's things we can offer, but that pay part is really kind of a sticking point for me, You know, saying how do I go to these really awesome vets that we want to recruit and say come work for us, but I I pay a $50,000 week. So um, the shelter fund really ponied up and really helped us be able to recruit a phenomenal
0: vet. And, and that shelter fund in the past has helped you in many different ways. Um, oh, yeah. Back when, you know, there was nobody to kind of investigate yeah. uh, pretty difficult situations that needed investigated. Those would have just gone by the wayside had not the, the you know, uh, support that you have kind of kicked in and, and helped out.
2: Yeah, so our very first cruelty investigator position was funded by the Shelter funds. Um That was a number of years ago before I came, and um, that actually is what led to the creation of our full-time detective position, which will start in May.
0: Nice. Um,
2: so our, our detective will be Katie Dubramski. She's been with us for four years. She's a, a highly skilled investigator. Um, most recently, she handled two of our really atrocious criminal cases this summer and just did an outstanding job on her investigation. So. Um, yeah, that shelter fund is they're they're amazing. Um, they have completely um, supplied our our surgical area and our, our veterinary clinic with state of the art equipment, all through donations. They're amazing.
0: So I have a question. Um, so Lansing is X number of population, whether however you want to count it, greater Lansing. I would imagine in this situation, we have Ingham County uh, that's bringing the financial support that is the residents throughout Ingham County. How does this animal control with the population that we have in Ingham County, for instance, uh, compare, you know, I guess nationally, if not at least within the state, um, to animal controls? And what is the state of animal controls nationally in comparison to or using – you know, our animal control is an example. You know, where is the state of this this specific industry, not industry, but uh, effort within the community?
2: Okay. So, yeah, so um, in the state of Michigan, animal control is pretty well entrenched in the practices um, of the 1970s. Um, that's when most animal control agencies kind of seem to pop up. Counties took, um, took the lead on these and appointed people to be essentially dog catchers. Um, and... Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, they really haven't evolved beyond that, Hmm. Um, but animal control agencies are are unfortunately starting to, well, not unfortunately necessarily, but it depends on where you're at, really investigate more felonies, um, violent misdemeanors, things like that, because law enforcement agencies are not investigating them. Um, It it is, in Ingham County, we're we're honored to investigate these cases, and, and we want to investigate these cases. Um, we are law enforcement officers, but just with a very narrow scope of authority. Um, but what our officers do is, is amazing work, and they're very, very dedicated and passionate about it. But as a whole, unfortunately, there's not a lot of regulation or training um, for animal control officers. Uh, we're still um, certified by the Michigan Department of Agriculture, um, which is... I would love to see change to the Michigan Commission on Law Enforcement Standards um, so that uh, animal control officers can receive more in-depth law enforcement training. Um, And what I'm seeing in some counties are, you know, they'll hire somebody off the road um, and within three weeks they're out there taking calls and investigating crimes. That's just not enough time for anyone. Um, Our officers go through about five months of on-the-job training, um, they get about five to six hundred hours of training where uh, MDARD requires a hundred hours. um we send them to all sorts of specialized schools um we equip them properly we make sure they have you know current equipment and safe equipment and and we're not seeing that in a lot of counties, and it's very unfortunate
0: and then nationally uh what how is Michigan compared to the rest of the country?
2: So um I think Michigan anecdotally, and I haven't really delved into this um with a lot of data, but um, anecdotally, I think we're behind um, the mark. A lot of states have what's called post-certification, so there's minimum training standards for careers like law enforcement, corrections, 911, animal control. So if you wanna work in any of these, you have to complete this post-certification so that across the board, training and certifications are standardized. And I would love to see Michigan go to a post-certification type program, um, so that there is more professional training and and standards for people that are performing these duties.
0: Well, that's really illuminating. I guess uh, I, I suppose Ingham County residents should then be rather pleased or uh, count our blessings that that we have Ingham County Animal Control. You know, I don't know that the public necessarily. In their day to day life, everything that we have to do as humans to manage within our own personal life, I don't think enough of us could say that we stop and kind of in this case, <laughs> smell the roses, if you will, right. you know, appreciate in, in spite of the fact that what we're smelling is actually not roses, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but but some but but some uh, but something to be very, very thankful for. I guess we just went into the new year, and uh, I think, uh, uh, if anything, you know. Part of that's counting our blessings. And so um, hats off, hats off to not only you who owes a lot of credit to our current energy going forward, but also for many in the past that have been integral in making this happen Uh, and the populace, Ingham County. I mean, I remember back in the 70s and 80s, I remember in the 80s and 90s when There was a lot of controversy at Ingham County Animal Control, lots of controversy. And it was mainly out of being that 70s, 80s mold of um, animal control. They're dog catchers. uh, Dog catching um, attitude and approach that everything kind of got cleansed out and uh, everything moved forward. So for those people in Lansing that may not even have heard that there was even a different past, but there definitely was a different past back long time ago, and um, uh, Jamie, uh, what was her last Lantman. name? Lampman. Lampman. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, she was probably one of the first, I'm not saying she was the first, but she was definitely one of the first you know, leaders in this particular direction, and it all happens at the local level, you know? Right. It all happens to everybody that's
1: listening to this or their parents, maybe even right. grandparents. Well, and if, if people want proof, they can go right to your website because I was noticing that when it comes to the percentage of animals that you take in that are leaving alive... The percentage really jumped up very favorably. Really, going yep. somewhere around 9, uh, 2017, uh, mm-hmm. it, it jumped up into the high 70s and low 80s, and have pretty much stayed there through the records that I saw. Uh, to what do you attribute that increase? Because it was it was remarkable. Very, it was very noticeable in terms of the degree of increase. Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, so I think, I think there's a number of things that really play into this. Um, I think the county hired a full-time veterinarian uh, about 10 years ago. I think that really um, increased our ability to take better care of these animals and provide them with the medical treatment that they needed. So animals weren't being euthanized as much because we had veterinary care on site. Um, the second thing is adequate staffing. I mean, we have we have enough staff now to take care of the size of the buildings that we have. Um, And I think in prior year, like way, way back, what I'm told is a lot of the duties for staff were handled by volunteers. Um, So cleaning, feeding animals, making sure animals got out, you know, was all done by volunteers and volunteers are great. Don't get me wrong, but we really need full time, highly trained, dedicated people to come in and do this work. And so now we have full staff. Um, The other thing that, from when I started um, in early 2020, we started the Fear-Free Animal Sheltering Program. And that has made just enormous changes in the overall environment of the shelter, the happiness of the animals, the happiness and well-being of staff. Um, And, you know, I think there's just a lot of things that play into this. and, And I really can't say enough about the support that we get from our community. It is just Still, so three years into this gig, I'm just blown away at, at the amount of, of uh, community support we have, and, and that makes a huge difference. When you support your shelter and you support your animal shelter workers, they know it. They work harder for the animals. Um, it's you know, animal sheltering is, is obviously it's a very emotional world. Um, animals are emotional. I feel emotional about it too. Um, but people have to understand that when an animal comes into our building, they are treated as our pets. Right. Um, they really are. These people love these animals.
1: We're speaking this morning with Heidi Williams, who is the director of Ingham County Animal Control. And Heidi, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's talk a little bit about some of those investigations that uh, you were mentioning has come up because people always seem very interested in following them. I, if, if you were counting the clicks, as many journalists do, you would probably find if there's an animal involved in the story that there's a lot of clicks. So we'll talk about that with Heidi Williams from Ingham County Animal Control right after the break on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS.
0: Welcome back to the Mid-Michigan
1: Pet Expert Talk Show. It's 9.35, and we're back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning with Heidi Williams, who is the director of the Ingham County Animal Control. And Heidi, one of the things that you brought up in the last segment of kind of things that have been going on at Ingham County is the investigations that you guys do. And truth be said, I don't know every animal control throughout the state, but anytime I have talked with them or even talked with people who've been involved with them, the answer is always the same. Oh, we can't do that. We don't have the staff. We don't have the skill set. We don't have the ability to do it. Ingham County seems to do that job better, and it goes from bottom to top. It's right from our animal control all the way up to the judges who actually are willing to see these cases as opposed to them not being Important and their dockets are full. So, talk with uh, our listeners about why it is that you seem to get to do it and can you share some of the more recent investigations so people are aware of what's going on in their community?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's been a direct correlation between animal abuse and child and domestic abuse. Um, it, it is proven there, there's been data for the last three decades on, and that there is a link between these crimes. Um, so I, I look at this, um, obviously, from an animal lover perspective, but also from a public safety perspective. As, is this a serious crime? And if we can put an end to it um, before it um, steamrolls into a, a crime against the person, then that's our job. Um, and we have seen an uptick in violent crime against animals. Um, we've also seen an uptick in, in criminal neglect. Um, and you know, there's with neglect cases, there's intentional neglect, there's benign neglect, um, and and sometimes those are hard to sort out. But my officers do an outstanding job at when it's benign neglect, we try to get people the help they need so that they can keep the animal in their house. And it's intentional neglect, we seize the animals and we pursue criminal charges. Um, This summer, we had two really horrific um, animal abuse cases in our county. Um, Katie Jablonski, who will be our detective starting May, she investigated both of these cases. And one of them was in August, uh, August 16th. We got a call from uh, a company that was working in the old Otto middle school. They found a dog bleeding from the head in a kennel um, that was thrown in their dumpster outside the building. So Katie responded and found the dog. The dog had severe head trauma. as a little female, Katie Mix, um, cutest cute. Oh, my gosh, she was so cute. And took her to MSU. Um, they stabilized her, brought her back to us. The next day we did our exams. Um, her head trauma was so severe. Um, she had so much neurological damage that we made the decision to euthanize her um, for her sake. She was suffering. We did a forensic exam on her, um, and it was discovered that she uh, was beaten with a hammer, um, including the blunt end and the claw end. Um, She had also suffered uh, vaginal and cervical trauma. We don't know from what. Um, We discovered she had been shot with pellet guns. We recovered pellets out of her. This dog had just been tortured, absolutely tortured. Um, So we put out a plea for information, um, and we got an anonymous tip, and we tracked it back to a man named Cecil Richardson. Um, unfortunately, the crime occurred in Clinton County, uh, so it was turned over to the DeWitt Township Police Department. They did an outstanding job on their investigation. Um, they sent down felony charges to Clinton County Prosecutor. Um, to me, the most horrific part of this is that Richardson did this in front of his kids. Um, it was discovered through interviews and witness statements that he did this in front of his kids. And when Child Protective Services and the detective from Dewitt Township interviewed the kids, they they admitted that yes, dad beat the dog in front of them. They thought the dog was still alive because he told them he took it to a friend's house. When in back he took it and dumped it in a dumpster. Um, so the level of depravity <laughs> in this case is just—it's it, shocking to me. Um, unfortunately. Uh, He was allowed to plead to a misdemeanor. Um, He'll be sentenced next week, um, and the chances of him doing any lengthy jail time is minimal. Um, So we're a little upset about the outcome of this case, uh, just from the fact that, just like I said, the depravity and violence of this case and the fact that it involves children is just, it's horrible to me. Um, And then we had a case where uh, a gentleman walked, this gentleman, I use that term loosely walked his dog behind the Boys and Girls Club in Lansing, and shot it uh two dogs actually executed him uh, behind the school and uh, we have that case on video um he is a habitual offender he's a violent offender so hopefully he will be going back to prison uh, because of our investigation um like i said officer jablonski and our deputy director Dan hoax straight uh, they both investigated this case they utilized the michigan state police crime lab uh we we did fingerprint analysis we did interviews we analyze the video data um i mean this is the stuff you see on csi but our officers are doing this stuff every day and uh there were three suspects in that case um the main offender tommy fair his daughter who's also named tommy and then his girlfriend named karen curtis um all of them have been bound over to circuit court and they'll be uh, having a trial next month i believe on that case so but just pretty pretty bad stuff and and Honestly, these were all um, these were all called into us by the community. Um, so I really can't say enough. If you see something, please call us, say something, take pictures, email us. We take these cases very seriously, and we will do everything we can to investigate and prosecute.
1: Heidi, on in the second case, it makes me wonder, having had conversations with people who I don't know if they are just ill-informed or if there's really an issue with them. But I I can remember a conversation once with someone who told me that when their dog got older and they needed to put it to sleep rather than paying a professional in order to do the job uh, the way it's supposed to be done, that he would do what this person did, take him out back and shoot him. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself – are you serious, and do you not know that that is not legal? I mean, explain to our listeners what are people supposed to do, and, and what do we do to prevent people like this from doing this?
2: Yeah, it, it is illegal. You cannot shoot your dog. Um, you, if your dog is suffering, take it to a vet and have it humanely euthanized. Um, There is no reason anymore in today's society why someone should feel that that's their option when they need to put an animal down. Um, That's the last thing that animal sees and, and shame on you, (laughs) you know, I mean, there are options. They can even bring them to the shelter. We do euthanasia for owned animals. Um, So if you can't get in with your vet, your animal is suffering, bring it to us. We will put it down humanely.
1: Well, thank you for saying that because you are correct. I, I, Every time I've seen this person since then, I can't see them the same way ever again. No. Because I just think, yeah. what a, deprived, a, a depraved vitality to think that for the $100 and what you'll blow it on that's so unimportant, but you won't properly, peacefully euthanize an animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: unbelievable to me what people think is is acceptable. and and you know there was a time in our country, and that was acceptable behavior, yeah. but there wasn't there weren't euthanasia drugs available. or you know veterinarians didn't do things like that, but we've evolved. and so it's it's time that we evolve in our care in the final moments for our for our companion animal.
0: I, I guess I, I I do think that it's worth noting that you know it's something that we used to do. So you know it, if we go back, you know, forty years, sixty years, a practice that we might do then, can you at least share with the public, you know, what is the legal status of that action so they actually understand that there's teeth to the to, to the
2: action? Action. Yeah, so if, if you are caught um, shooting or stabbing a dog, um, that is a felony in the state of Michigan and it's punishable by, I believe, up to seven years.
0: So most importantly for anyone, whether they live in Ingham County or um, in Gaylord or in a country setting, they need to understand that irregardless of what their intentions are, it's an illegal act. Is that correct?
2: Correct.
0: Okay. I, I think it's important to reiterate that. No question. I'm, I'm, I, I personally don't want to be as judgmental as informative, right? Um yep. You know, if it is something that 30 years ago – was acceptable, and it's not now, I have a tendency of saying, hey, ignorance is one of those things that in, in the populace we have to work hard to change, because if all they know in their country setting is what grandpa used to do, and they've not been exposed to some of the, the, the thought processes that makes us more contemporary and appropriate, uh, they need to hear that. Right. My my I mean,
2: own, I, I, Go uh, ahead. My my, my grandparents lived on a farm in the Depression, and um, I remember my grandpa telling me as a young child, and it just absolutely it stuck with me because I've been an animal lover since I think the day I was born, um, but when they had unwanted kittens or puppies, because this was back before the day of staying neuter, um, when they had unwanted litters, he would put them in a, in a sack and put a rock in it and throw it in the river, yep. and that's how they um, yeah, but, and, and... but again. We've evolved. We have. <laughs> you know? We have,
0: but not everybody necessarily has been in that, um, that 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 healthy soup that we call society, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, the yeah. days the days that the horse and the buggy went away and the car no. started. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I, enough. I, th- I Fair think enough. they should have learned. Uh, we're talking this morning with Heidi Williams from Ingham County Animal Control. And Heidi, we need to take one more break. But when we come back, I would just like to talk with you about how much time does all this take and what the heck do you do when you're not doing this? And that's where we'll go right here on 1320. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. We're back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning all about the Ingham County Animal Control with the director of Ingham County Animal Control, which is Heidi Williams. And Heidi, before the break, I kind of hinted at where I'd like to go with this, which is you've described all the things that you need to do. And you've described how you're finally up to full so that means that in the past, you weren't able to sit with your feet up on the desk and eating bonbons <laughs> and watching TV. But I do have to imagine that now you'll have a little bit of time because now what? The job will be cut down to, say, 80 hours a week? If
2: I'm lucky, it's 80,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is life like for Heidi Williams when it comes to being able to do this job to the best of your ability. And I don't think anybody who knows you would question that that's the way you attack it. And where do you discover the end of the day and the beginning <laughs> of having a life? It, is there even a personal
2: life? Exactly. Not much, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Fortunately, my wife is very supportive of my crazy hours and career and getting pulled in a million directions and phone ringing all hours of the day and night. But um, no, yeah, and the thing is, I love what I do, and and so when you love what you do, is it really work? And to me, it's no. Um, this is the best job I've ever had, and, and I've I've been um, working in the public sector for nearly 30 years, and and I can really say this is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. So I have trouble turning off work. Um, I'm on social media a lot. I'm trying to engage with the community, trying to help people where where needed. Um, And that does take a little bit of a toll. So um, I adopted a dog from our shelter last February. Um, He was a puppy, and he was one of our neglect cases. He came in with um, 10 siblings and his mom um, from a breeder in Stockbridge. Um, The puppies had been born outside in December, and they weren't being taken very good care of. So I needed another dog, like I need a hole in my head. But um, I couldn't resist because he was this cute little guy, and I thought he'd be great in our home. So he's a, a black lab, Australian shepherd mix, and he just turned a year old. And we just passed <laughs> our certifications test for um, an organization called Buddy's Pals. So on my free time, I use that term loosely, um, I will be going into um, schools and other educational um, uh, facilities uh, to provide comfort and Um, reading assistance to kids. So um, it's pretty amazing uh, program. And I feel really fortunate to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, we have had buddies on the show. And I can't say enough about uh, having entities like that, putting all that time, energy, effort, just to make our community that much richer and that much more pet centric you know, really, yeah. to, to, to really, I mean, look, at, you've gone through it, and, 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 and you speak highly of, of that effort and are doing just the same things that we would, you know, hope many people would think about doing with their pets. But not many people yeah. have the time for that. And yet, without the time, you still are finding... The opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah, it's uh, working. A dog has always been a dream of mine. In in any kind of setting, whether it be, you know, a therapy dog or a comfort dog, or just providing people with that human animal bond is, I think that's just so critical to people's mental and emotional health. And so when I had when I found the dog um, that was actually suitable for this, I was like, I have to do this. I don't care how busy I am. I, I have to do this.
1: Yeah, well my question is where do you get the mental health? Because I have a three-year-old Australian shepherd, and I just got a black lab who is six months old, and I gotta tell you it's killing me. I I, I, I am so tired and the black lab will not stop, including jumping on me at three o'clock in the morning because it's playtime. So how do you how do you manage to do that? That. i
2: don't know i have no idea we have four dogs um and two cats and so it's, it's a zoo around here but i actually i love it they're my they're my stress relief and when i get to work with bear um my buddy's pal dog he he's um he's young and he's he's got oatmeal for brains right now right. So he is young he's just such a great great guy he's, he's he's calm when he needs to be and his connection with kids is just unlike anything i've ever seen he's just i keep saying okay six eight more months he's going to be perfect just Stay
1: with it, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife says to me that's that's very
0: funny. there you go There you go. I know I do want yep. to uh, tip my hat out to you, Heidi, because uh here at the pet store when i'm when I'm at the store, um my daughter tends to spend a lot more time than I working on, you know, kind of cases outside the normal realm of a pet store. And that tends to focus more towards, you know, animal welfare situations for which we tend yeah. to learn of or need to communicate. And every time that she's brought up you and her efforts to reach out to you, you've always been there and accessible. I mean, I, and, and, and for us, you know, it's oftentimes talking about something like a turtle Something like uh, uh, even a fish, you know, and irregardless of what one might think of as, you know, where we need to focus our, you know, humane aspects of pet keeping, you broad that, you make that rather broad and rather universal. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to you and thank you very much for taking our calls whenever it's necessary. And I think the general public needs to understand that we have somebody. At that seat that's willing to kind of allow these, like, uncontrolled, never-know-what's-going-to-happen events within the pet community come up, there's somebody there that's willing to take that call.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the shelter is full of those people. Um, I, I really say there's not one employee that does not care with that's all awesome. of their So, yeah, we're, that's we're awesome. really fortunate to
1: have well,
2: people. And, and, yeah, it's awesome.
1: Well, Heidi, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but we would be negligent if we didn't cover the important issues besides what we've talked about, which is you guys need money to operate. So let's talk about fundraising efforts and things you've got going on, uh, because people, like you've said, they're generous and they want to help. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So um, we are always grateful for donations. Um, We've seen a very large uptick in in pretty large donations over the last couple of years. So I think people are very pleased with what we're doing, and and we uh, are very grateful and honored to have that money. And and I really appreciate people's trust and faith in us. Um, So, yeah, moving forward, I mean, my big thing is is funding this this Trap, Neuter, Return Program and being able to provide this service so that we can start cutting down on the numbers of unwanted cats in our community. We've really reached a crisis level. Um, it's estimated there are anywhere between 50 and 60,000 community cats in Ingham County alone. And that means that cats are dying on the street. Um, kittens are dying and we don't want to see that. So, um, that's really going to be the focus, um, of our efforts this year is to really do high volume targeted TNR and try to cut down on these colonies and prevent animals from suffering. So if people want to donate to that, we're looking for volunteer trappers. Um, it's going to take an army. We're calling it our feline army. So if you want to sign up to help, um, you can go to our website and there's a link. You can email our community cat coordinator, Ray, and she can help get you all signed up. Um, If you want to donate money, you can donate it specifically to that effort. If you want to donate money to our cruelty investigations, you can donate to that or medical needs. Um, We have all sorts of different things that come up. Um, But, yeah, this year it's TNR. It's all cats.
0: I I, I like that idea because you know, corralling cats is never an easy idea. And when you have yet an entire county for which you're trying to corral cats, you need all the volunteer help that you can get.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trapping is um, a very labor-intensive effort, and it takes very dedicated and and patient people. So if you want to help fix the problem, we want you. And
0: and, and I do want to mention that uh, when we have actually, you know, trapped ones that are around our store, it happens. You can do it. It's not difficult. You just need to know the procedures and how to go about, you know, gaining their attention. And one other quick note is the caution. So when they go to you, you can give the instructions to make sure everybody's, you know, coming out of this alive at the same time the kittens are coming to you.
2: Yes, exactly. Cat scratches and cat bites are no laughing matter. Um, they can be very serious, so we always want people to be careful. Yes, it's just a cat, and it's not going to kill you, but it will hospitalize you with an infection. Um, we've had several employees hospitalized over the years from cat bites or cat scratches. Um, so, yeah, no no joke. Um, and we, we want to make sure that people are safe and, and the animals are safe and that they're well-treated. So... Um, there's a way to do it safely, and and we're happy to provide that training.
1: Well, Heidi, thank you so much for all the information that you've shared and for all that you do on an everyday basis. Uh, we in the public appreciate it as do we on the on the Mid-Michigan pet show. So thank, thank you. you very much for your time. We look forward to talking to you again.
2: Thank you. You guys have a good
1: day. Our pleasure. And, Rick, I'm sorry to say there's no more time to talk this week, but the good news is there's next week. So we'll do that. But on behalf of Rick Pruss and our producer, Bruce Warner, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great week and a great weekend, and we'll talk next weekend. In this dirty old part of the city When the sun refused to shine